welcome to Tasso Tech Talks. I'm Ben Greenstone, the Managing Director of Tasso Advisory. On this podcast, your hosts, me and my brilliant Tasso Advisory colleagues, will discuss all things policy and politics with our expert guests. We'll go in-depth on the big issues for tech companies, exploring what might happen and what it all means. Across the world, politicians, policymakers and regulators are increasingly focused on technology and the companies behind it. This poses a major risk to tech companies' reputations, their ability to operate and their profitability. It also offers opportunity to shape the environment in a way that works for them and their business and to be known for what they do well. As they say in DC, if you aren't at the table, you're on the menu. My guest today is Dr. Saskia King, a legal director in the competition and EU team at international law firm Bird & Bird. Saskia has an incredible background. She's been the lead on competition cases at regulators, she's taught at the London School of Economics, and she's advised a wide variety of technology clients on competition law issues. We're going to be talking about the UK's proposed digital competition regime, which is due to be underpinned by the Digital Markets Competition and Consumer Bill, and what everything that's going on in politics in the UK at the moment might mean for that. Saskia, it's a pleasure to have you on Tasso Tech Talks. I'll give everyone a rest from my voice. Can you tell us a bit about the Digital Markets Bill and where we are at the moment? Well, thank you so much for having me, Ben. It's an absolute pleasure to do this podcast with you. Um, I'll gladly do the dry lawyer bit (laughs) at the start before we start the exciting uh, discussion. So basically, the Digital Markets Competition and Consumer Bill brings together three distinct but actually very closely related worlds. So digital markets, competition law and consumer law. And just as a bit of background, back in July 2020, the CMA actually, so that's the Competition and Markets Authority, published its findings on its online platforms and digital advertising market study, which in turn expedited plans for introducing a new pro-competition ex-anti-regulatory regime in the UK. And generally, it was considered that the CMA's current antitrust tools weren't sufficient to protect competition and consumers against big tech, which was why this new regulatory regime was needed. So in 2020, the government proposed reforms in all three areas of digital consumer and competition law, which went out to consultation. And then in April and May of this year, the government published its response to the consultations confirming it would go ahead with reforms to competition, consumer and digital markets. And of course, as you just said, these reforms are contained in the Digital Markets Competition and Consumer Bill. So obviously, for today's purposes, I'm not going to talk to you about the excitement of the consumer and competition law reforms. We're going to focus on the proposals for a new regime for digital markets. But arguably, actually, these are the most significant significant of all the reforms. So here the bill's proposing that a brand new regulatory regime be set up for digital markets and this regime will apply to digital companies designated as having something called strategic market status or SMS and this will be enforced by the Digital Markets Unit also referred to as the DMU and the DMU is actually already operational within the CMA in so-called shadow form which basically means it has no powers at the moment. The DMU's core objective will be to promote competition in digital markets within and actually outside the UK for the benefit of consumers and it will have the responsibility for designating firms with SMS in addition to implementing and 
enforcing the digital markets regime. And there are going to be three key pillars of this digital markets regime to which SMS firms will become subject. So the first will be an enforceable and mandatory code of conduct. The second will be pro-competitive interventions, which will be implemented by the DMU. And the third will actually be a new SMS merger regime. But more significantly, the DMU will also be empowered to impose fines on companies that fail to comply with the code or the pro-competitive intervention orders for up to 10% of a firm's global turnover. And also there will be an option to impose civil penalties on named senior managers who fail to ensure the firm complies with requests for information, as well as direct a disqualification for regulatory breaches. And we've seen also in the consumer and the competition space that the CMA really sees individual liability as a major incentive for businesses to essentially comply. So really what this in effect means is that the DMU will have teeth. So your next question was, you know, where are we now on bringing in these digital reforms? Well, we're behind the EU <laughs> when we were previously ahead of the EU. Uh, the EU introduced the Digital Markets Act earlier this year, which actually also introduced an ex-ante regulatory framework that will apply to what they've called designated gatekeepers who provide core platform services. And then in terms of the UK regime, draft legislation was announced in the Queen's speech in May. So we're now waiting for the government to put the draft Digital Markets Competition and Consumer Bill before Parliament. And I think we've been told that this will happen when parliamentary time and priorities allow. But I've heard rumours <laughs> that it could happen before the end of this year. But really, that's the million dollar question. You know, particularly now we've got this new Tory prime minister and new secretary of state for Bayes. And so, Ben, I kind of wonder what, what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, thanks, Saskia. And I, I certainly in my time have drafted a few of those when time allows holding lines. I think there's a few really interesting bits about the political situation we find ourselves in and what that might mean for this bill and, and the regime. So we are obviously going through a period of pretty serious political turmoil. Some of that is because of decisions the government has made, and some of it is because of the wider macro environment. I suspect the government might suggest that more of it is because of the wider macro environment than others. I think it's fair to say that that quite a lot of what you've just talked us through, Taskier, is going to be lower, certainly on the Prime Minister's to-do list than it was previously. But that doesn't mean that the relevant secretaries of state, so so obviously Jacob Rees-Mogg at the business department and Michelle Donnellan at the digital department, will be thinking less about it. There is, of course, relatively well known that Jacob Rees-Mogg is not a fan of regulation, broadly speaking, and certainly has, as we understand it, considered that the digital competition regime is overreach. That was one thing when he was leader of the Commons, and it's an entirely different thing now that he's the business secretary in charge of the department responsible for bringing that legislation to Parliament. We'll see whether or not he gets overruled uh, on that during the Tory leadership contest, Liz Truss committed to the digital competition work. There's obviously also the question of parliamentary time. We're sort of rapidly approaching when an election needs to happen and this government with all the parliamentary recesses that MPs expect will be coming has, has a relatively limited amount of 
parliamentary sitting days to bring through a lot of legislation and also quite a lot of digital legislation as well. So what gets prioritised is, is a question there. But with that election coming, and we saw in the sort of dying days of the last government, some suggestion that the former Digital Secretary Nadine Dorries was quite keen on introducing something similar to the Australian News Bargaining Code, which allowed for news publishers to essentially extract a payment from large technology businesses um, for the carrying of, of news. With an election coming and with the Conservative Party having had better days in the polls than they're having currently, getting news publishers on board with a regime that allowed for them to extract some cash from technology companies might not be the worst strategy available to Liz Truss and her team. So there's a whole set of interesting questions that might influence whether or not actually this bill comes to Parliament and becomes an act and the digital markets unit finds itself outside of shadow form and into into doing some real work. I mean, I think I'm probably being a little unfair to the DMU. It, it is doing work. So basically, it's been the sort of the body that's been running these investigations. So they recently opened, the CMA recently opened investigation into Amazon. And I think the DMU was also very um, active in the Google Sandbox and other big tech investigations. So they are, you know, understanding the market, they are working, they are putting in place the the pieces. And I think obviously the CMA has realised that it may be a while until this legislation comes in, which is why it's had to open these investigations in the meantime. It can't wait for the legislation because otherwise it might be waiting a very long time for exactly all the reasons that you that you said but I think one of the issues I kind of wonder about is is you know how this sort of sets the UK on the world stage because we were at the forefront of all of this and now we're not implementing legislation which actually we were instigating you know as part of the market study that the the CMA initiated. I think it's certainly the case that it's not a fantastic look for us to have been overtaken I think the other side of that, though, is that with the CMA and the DMU inside of it not having received the legislation that they were promised and wanted to give them these new powers that you described, we've also seen, of course, the CMA, as you say, with Amazon, but also going ahead and looking at the Microsoft Activision deal, as well as a number of other Um, technology mergers and acquisitions. And I think we're seeing the CMA start to flex their muscles a bit in the tech space in a way that they might have waited to do until the DMU was properly in force. And I wonder if you have thoughts on that and what you're hearing from your clients and and your colleagues. So no, that's a really good question, Ben. Basically, the, the DMU within the CMA is focused on all areas where where digital issues um, come up. And so, of course, it's been involved, from what I understand, within merger space and within um, antitrust space, basically in informing and helping views and research that they've already conducted as part of sort of the wider brief that they've had to understand how these markets operate. And I think that's one of the really important things actually for businesses to be aware of is that the CMA has invested really heavily in understanding how digital markets work. You know, they've got these data scientists, analysts, 
They've got people who understand AI, you know, they're formulating their own software. You know, they really are becoming so much more sophisticated in this space because they really want to understand the essence of how, you know, these markets work and operate. Because it's not just all about, you know, bashing big tech. I think also, you know, they want markets to work well for consumers. And so it is in their interest to really understand and get to the nuts and bolts. I'll round off with one last question, which is that obviously the CMA is not the only regulator in the UK that has competition powers. And so I wondered what you thought thought other regulators in other markets, whether that's the FCA in financial markets or Ofcom in, say, the online safety regime, what they think of that, uh, these new powers, and, and whether or not they think it's a good thing that the CMA will have them or whether or not they'd like something similar. Oh, I love that question. That's brilliant. So basically, all the other regulators, they have concurrent competition law powers, um, a lot of them. So for example, the FCA, Payment Systems Regulator, Ofcom, they all have concurrent competition law powers. But actually, they've been feeding in to all of these discussions because I think the CMA has absolutely recognise the important seat they have at the table, particularly in relation to their own industries. So you've probably heard of the Digital Cooperation Regulatory Forum, and I really hope I've got that name right. And that's where they all get together and discuss all these initiatives. And also the Information Commissioner's Office has been a big part of that as well, particularly with the the Google Sandbox um, commitments. And so I think the, the, the point is for businesses that all of these other regulators are feeding into this space. And actually, the CMA has said that where appropriate, these other regulators can take on digital cases where it makes sense for them to do so. So you may well find the FCA is conducting you know, a digital case at some point in the antitrust space. So I think the way that businesses submit information to these regulators when they're answering requests for information or responding to market studies, you should just always bear in mind that that information may then find itself actually in the possession of another regulator who may then look at it with different eyes. Great. That's a really, really interesting answer to a question that I hadn't thought of until we started speaking. I'll round us off there and say thank you so much for joining today, Saskia. And if, if any listeners want to get in touch with Saskia and avail themselves of her expertise, you can at saskia.king at twobirds.com. Thank you so much, Ben. It's been great speaking to you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tasso Tech Talks. It's been a pleasure and I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. If you'd like to listen to our next and future episodes, please do remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts if you've got any feedback or topics you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast in the future just drop me a line at ben at tassoadvisory.com and if you'd like to learn more about tasso advisory or the uk's approach to digital competition and regulation you can get me at the same email or you can take a look at our website which is www.tassoadvisory.com see you next time